Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. He who sits in the heavens laughs, that the Lord does not even bother to get up off of his throne, that he's laughing, that he is mocking David's enemies because ultimately the enemies of David are the enemies of God. God is not laughing in the sense that he is taking delight in their wicked deeds. The Bible says that uh, that God takes no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked. He takes no pleasure in their wickedness, and he does not even take pleasure in their destruction. He's laughing in the sense that God sees uh, the feeble attempts of the wicked to thwart his plans as futile. He is laughing at the futility of the wicked and their attempts to crush his anointed that he has set up over Zion, King David. And what they're doing specifically is this. It says, verse 2, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. So they're forming this wicked alliance, this allegiance with one another to team up against God by teaming up against his anointed one, teaming up against Israel and King David who represents Israel. And they say, verse 3, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. What that means is that the wicked leaders of wicked nations are conspiring with one another to come in hostility against the people of God, and in so doing, they are attempting to sever the bonds of God's sovereign authority over not just Israel, but over the world over all the nations, including these wicked nations. They're trying to sever these bonds. What they're doing, in a sense, is, is that they are, they are fantasizing and pretending in their sinful delusion as though they are autonomous. And this is what we see people who are not submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ do to this very day. They, they pretend as though they are autonomous, they think that they have a libertarian sense of free will, meaning that they think that they are the masters of their own fate. They think that they are in control of their own lives. They they attempt to cast off God's kingship, his sovereign rule. And they do this by trying to somehow sever uh, the cords of, of God's rules, God's law that he has implemented in his world, whether that being rejecting uh, the confines of, of biology and gender, uh, whether it be uh, rejecting uh, the reality of, of a child in the womb being created in the image of God and being a human being, life, uh, whatever it might be, it's, it's an attempt ultimately to reject the sovereignty of God, the rule and the, king, the kingly rule, sovereign rule of God. They are trying to sever the cords, sever the bonds. And God's response is what our response should be, right? We, we want to be like God. We want to imitate Christ and his example for us. Um, well, God's response to people 
bucking up against his laws and his rules that he has implemented in his world, God's response is laughter. God's response, some translations say, is mockery. He who sits in the heavens, he scoffs, he mocks. He mocks these people in their futile attempts to somehow achieve autonomous, libertarian freedom apart from the sovereign God. And so should we. So should we. We don't need to be um, hostile. We don't need to be rude. Uh, We don't need to be mean-spirited. But we do need to say that, that these are foolish attempts by foolish people. The proverb says that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And we celebrate this annually. We have a holiday for the fool, April Fool's Day. It's, it's National Atheist Day, where we laugh and we mock atheists, right? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. That's an atheist. April Fool's Day, that's Atheist Day. We, we as Christians gather together, we laugh, we mock atheists. It is foolish. It is folly. And this is not mean-spirited. This is not cruel. This is the proper response because this is God's response. But what is not a proper response is fear. You can search all 66 books of the Bible and not once will you ever find fear commended by God. All we ever find is that fear is labeled time and time again in the scripture as a sin. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Sufficient for the day is today's troubles. Again and again, the scripture tells us not to be anxious, not to worry, not to fret, not to be fearful. And so when we see the world around us that does not submit to God's law, attempt to burst the bonds apart. Again, that meaning attempting to somehow wiggle out from underneath God's sovereign rule denying God's existence, denying God's laws, denying logic, denying science, denying biology. All of this we have to understand is there's spiritual ramifications, right? The party of science is the least scientific party that has ever existed in in human history. And and that's because as Christians, we're not afraid of science. We don't have disdain. We, We love science. Science is natural revelation. Science is what can be observed in God's world. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 that since the beginning, God has clearly displayed his existence by what he has made. As we study the world around us that was made by God, we come to see more of God, more of who he is. The person who is denying certain scientific elements, such as biology, such as life in the womb, such as this, such as that, that is someone who is not just misled or not just merely confused. That is someone who is ultimately in rebellion. That's the heart of it. That's the root. The root is they're in rebellion against God, and therefore they are rejecting God's rules. They're rejecting God's world. They're rejecting the way that God has set things up because they're rejecting God himself. And the deepest sense of this text is not merely speaking of David, but David, inspired by the Holy Spirit to write Psalm 2, is ultimately, whether he recognized it or not, He is ultimately writing about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the true and ultimate anointed one of God, Jesus Christ. 
David was set up by God in Zion as a king, God's anointed one. But Christ has been set up by God in a heavenly and earthly Zion to rule as King of kings and Lord of lords forever. He is the one that ultimately all the nations of the earth that do not fear God, they conspire together to come against. But the Lord who sits in heaven, he laughs and he holds him in derision. God is not concerned. God is not fretting. God is not worried by the rebellion that we see in the world today, and neither should we be. Do not be anxious for anything, but with prayers and supplications, make your requests known to God. And our request is that God would squelch, that he would snuff out their rebellion. And God does this in one of two ways. He does this first and foremost through conversion, by saving souls, by changing hearts, by causing those who were once his enemies, just like you and I, to become his adopted sons. But secondly, God also snuffs out rebellion with those that he chooses not to save by their destruction. And in one of these two ways, God will ultimately end the rebellion of all people. And the same nations in Psalm chapter 2 that conspired against God and his anointed, those same nations are promised elsewhere in the Psalms and in the whole of Scripture to actually come together and to worship the triune God and to be the inheritance of Jesus Christ, his son. And that's our aim. That's what we are working toward as Christians. We are working towards the, the discipleship of the nations, that they would come to recognize Christ as king and to worship him. And the good news is that we know the end of the story. We know that this mission will be successful, that it'll take place, perhaps not in our lifetime, but it is not a matter of if, but simply when. And so we work towards this goal, and we pray towards this goal, and we do it in faith. We do it in hope. We do it with Christian confidence. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.